Welcome back to another episode of In Depth. My name is Luke Hardico, and I'm a surf coach at Ombi. If you're new to Ombi, we take a look at surfing from the perspective of ocean, mind, body, and equipment. In this podcast, it's all about straight to the point tips, things that you can take away, implement into your surfing, or things that you can change the way you view your surfing. I missed last week's episode. I apologize for that. I was sick and had planned to rush it out and it just felt wrong. And I didn't want everyone to sit around and listen to me nasling through 20 to 30 minutes of surf coaching. So here we are a week late back with the ego episode. This is one that I get frustrated coaching people because generally there's an ego somewhere in there. And the people that don't have an ego or the ego has been destroyed before they come to myself or Clay at Ombi. It's amazing because it's just like, cool, fresh slate, let's go. But sometimes the sessions have to be destroying the ego first to actually get somewhere. So to start this episode, I'm going to ask you a question. And I want you to think about this for quite a while. Maybe pause this. But do you think you have an ego? Do you know you have an ego? And if you do, how does it show up? So think about this one for quite a while. What is your ego? What's it connected to? What's it a response to? How does it show up? Any of this, think about it for a little while. Pause the episode. And then when you've thought about it, come back. And we'll get going. So if you paused it, we can now do the episode. Important to do that because that will change how you take this information in. But if you don't, it doesn't matter. It's not about whether or not you think you have an ego because all of us do one way or another. I'm going to talk about that through this episode. So quite often you're going to hear us say that tension or stress is the killer of good style. Now, ego is the killer of your progression and being able to move forward. A lot of surfers have no idea that they've brought ego into their surfing or that ego is one of the things that's holding them back from getting better. You're not aware of it till it's shown to you. So what the hell does this look like? And to be honest, it's very personal to you. And all of us have an ego in the surf one way or another. So I'm just gonna try and help spotlight the common issues where your ego may come into play and how it affects you. So you may sit there and initially think, Nah, that ain't me, man. But you may hear some of these stories and think, Ooh, I've done that before. And it's like, well, maybe that's your ego and you need to drop it and just own your shit, own where you are and what's going on. It doesn't matter. The only person who knows is you. So there's four general ways your ego can show up. There's many more, but these are like the most common that I see. And most people aren't aware of this. And these can be seen as a million and one excuses. Personally, my worst, my least favorite. Uh, trying hard or trying to impress someone. So overcooking your turns. Think back to overthinking or surfing, anything else like that. Failure to admit where you actually are at. So what kind of surfer you are, where you're at, what you're struggling with, anything along those lines. And the final one is refusal to take on feedback. That one's really, that's going to hold you back for a long time. If you think you know better, 
but someone else has seen your surfing and has given you some feedback. doesn't matter who it is. Excuses are the most annoying ego killer or ego sign that we have as a coach. And it's the one thing I want people to stop doing. And to put it into my own perspective, I've also got to not do it with Clay when he's coaching me that when I'm going through things, I just have to, I know he said something to me and I know it's right and I have to suck that up and just take it on. So the other week I was coaching someone skating and when I say coaching, it's a very light term. Uh, it was more an impromptu thing that happened. And every single thing they did came with an excuse. I didn't ask or speak half the time. And as soon as something was done, an excuse was made. There's no comment if it was good or if it was bad. Just they did something and an excuse happened. And it happened every single time. And I just sat there thinking, whoa this person needs to drop the ego. Like no one's critiquing them but themselves. Let go of it. And so this is a complete waste of your time. If you're making all these excuses and you're trying to make yourself feel good, it's a complete waste of time. If you want to improve, you need to get over that hump of accepting where you're at and get on with it. The only person who cares is you, not the person watching that you're making the excuse to. Or... Maybe you've been at the beach and you've heard someone blame everything on their equipment. This board sucks, it can't get on rail, and it turns bad. Well, the newsflash for these kind of people is the board's just responding to you and most modern surfboards are pretty good or you're not surfing them to what they were designed to do. So somewhere in there, it's not the board's fault. The only person your excuses are justified by is yourself or someone who makes those same excuses. So think about that. The only person who your excuses are justified by is you or someone else making the exact same excuses. So when people come to me and make these excuses, I'm like, I don't, I don't get that. That that's, doesn't make sense to me. So sure, you've just got a fear of the skate park. You've got a fear of looking silly or not doing it right. All those excuses don't really add up. And I'm like, there's a simple fix to it. If you just take the, take the fix, then your surfing will change or your skating in this term. And it's a lot of people, it's the same with what they're saying and their surf skating for whatever reason. And a lot of these people say, I'm not going to do any surf skating. 95% of these people are just making excuses for fear. With a few people having a limitation or an issue where they shouldn't skate. So I have a mate who's had a head injury from windsurfing. He still skates. He just has to use a helmet. And if he doesn't have a helmet, he can't skate. And if he has a stack, he goes to hospital. It's not good for him. But a lot of people are like, I'm never going to surf skate. I just go, you have a fear of it. That's it. So the people who make these excuses, they're giving power to that fear. And they're never going to get past it. Skating isn't scary. What is scary is facing your fear of it and the anticipation of hurting yourself. That the event of what may happen is generally more scary than the actual thing happening. So face that and skating becomes easy and it becomes easy when you're relaxed. So for a lot of these people are like, I can't do it and I refuse to do it. It's just like, face your fears. I get being human. I get work. 
falling over, hurting yourself. It impacts your family, jobs, everything else. But it's you can do it on the flats. There's so many ways to accommodate those fears and just get on with it and learn something that you can change your surfing and have more fun. So the other the other ego. I guess, identify when someone's trying too hard or they're trying to impress someone, that one's really straightforward. And that can just be overcooking our turns or when you go surf with a mate who's better than you and you want to try and not look stupid uh, or like a kook or anything else and we end up sucking because our ego is getting in the way and we're not just accepting where we are. That one's super simple. The one that really people struggle with is failing to accept where the surfing is actually at. So we all have a mate who over-evaluates their surfing. They go out and they think they rip. Or we have that mate who retells their surfing stories way more extreme than reality was. So I had this mate on a surf trip said, oh, I was getting stand-up barrels down the beach. You guys should have all come down to the same bank. This comment got him nowhere, especially because the waves weren't even head high. Like these were chest, shoulder high at best. And for someone to be like, yeah, I'm getting stand-up barrels. It was like, man, you are smoking some weird stuff and you've got a nigger. It went very south for him for the rest of this trip that everyone ripped into him for him for that comment. It doesn't work out. So bringing this back, if you accept where your surfing is actually at, you can move forward hiding behind an ego you'll be working on the wrong things to improve your surfing you'll be training the wrong things and surfing the wrong waves think training a cutback when you can't do a bottom turn so by accepting saying hey i'm actually more of a low intermediate then it's like what do i need to work on how do i get better how do i get up to where i want to be this becomes easier if we want to talk about ego and how this impacts your progression i want to make this comment first that if you have an ego around your ability, surfing, skating, whatever it is, there's some form of ego in there, you're basically uncoachable. And the louder that ego is, the more uncoachable you are. If that ego is kind of thrown in the back of the room and forgotten about, it's very easy to coach someone and get them to make change. And it's not until that wall is brought down and the ego is lost that a coach can actually give you feedback that you're going to take on. This is usually where a coach will tell a student how to change their surfing or their skating, except the student makes no change or they fight making the changes. It's not about bad advice or anything like that. It's about a product of that surfer overvaluing their surfing, their comfort zone or hiding in their excuses. So when you're uncoachable because you've got an ego, you can't really improve. You're not willing to admit where you're at, what you should be working at, working on all these different things and you're making excuses instead of just being like, I need to be better. I need to play with this and have fun because it's fun improving our surfing. That's the whole point of it. So having this ego is going to keep stopping you from moving forward. So you need to accept where you're at. doesn't matter what skill level you're at. And if you accept where your surfing is at, you drop the ego, own when your surfing is actually at, you give yourself a baseline of where you are and what you need to do to improve. Isn't that what we all want if we're aiming to improve our surfing? Without, ex without knowing what you're doing wrong, accepting feedback, forgetting the excuses, 
how the hell do you expect to improve? Like, if you don't stay where you are, take on feedback and don't give excuses, you're not going to improve. So in this, if you accept where you're at, it's going to tell you what you should be training on, what you should do, so that if you can't do that cutback, how's your bottom turn? How's your basic understanding of the fundamentals? Do you know how that movement works and how to do it effectively? And if you want to break this ego, there's one easy way, and that's video analysis and creating a feedback loop. The video doesn't lie. When you're training or surfing, get footage of yourself and review it back all the time. You can't lie to yourself. If I coach you and you go, okay, you're doing this and it looks bad, so do this instead, you could respond with, nah, bugger off, mate, that ain't me, I'm not doing that, I don't look like this, I don't have poo man stance. If you have an ego, you're not going to take that advice on. If you have footage of yourself doing it, good luck trying to lie to yourself or deny what you see. Poo man stance is so obvious and when you see it, you see it. So break out the video and film yourself. If you're skating, do it. If you can get someone to film your surfing, it's the quickest way just to be like, right, okay, I can't lie to myself. Got to take it on board and let's move forward. So this week's episode, I could sit here for a long time and harp on about a million and one stories in different ways. But I wanted to keep it clear and concise because it's all about where your ego is at. And I have an ego, Clay has an ego, Anne has an ego. It's just how it shows and how willing we are to accept it so that we can keep progressing. Everyone has an ego in some way or some form. It's just how loud is it? And we need to quieten it. So the rest of this podcast, other than getting towards the end, I want to tell you a story about probably one of the worst times of a bad ego and someone that we've probably heard before at your own local break. And before I get into this story, I want you to think like, where is your ego at? And has this highlighted any parts where you think your ego may be coming in? Or do you need to just go off and have an ego check? Think about what you're doing, go film it and come back and check where you're at. Some of these things may not be ego. It may just be being ignorant, being unaware that you're not kissing the knees. Your stance looks awkward. So it's not about being harsh on yourself. It's just having a quick ego check. It's a super simple thing. That's all it is. So I want to tell you about the story where I remember surfing in Bantham, which is the south coast of Devon in the UK. is extremely memorable for me, but I couldn't tell you a thing about the surf that day. My surfing or anything else other than it was sunny and that there was an equipment expert out there making every excuse under the sun. And as I get into this story, I just want to quickly add in that this is not meant to be coming across as kook shaming or anything like that. This is trying to use a story that will <laughs> create a very obvious like, whoa, this guy's ego needs to be dropped. So this guy out of Bantham paddled out on a six foot something fish. It's a softboard thing. I have no idea what it was, but he had no idea what he was doing. He couldn't find the bus stop, couldn't catch waves. He tried to drop in on everyone and own the lineup, but was really just a menace. If he did catch a wave, 
He had wacky, waving, inflatable tube man style and control, wild movements and nothing happening. But this is not what stood out. It's not his actual surfing. And this is what I mean. I'm not trying to kook shame. It's nothing about what he did. Halfway through the surf, he swapped boards with a friend. I didn't notice because it all looked the same. And after the surf in the car park, he was a few spaces over from me and he was running his mouth over how bad this new board was. He was then highlighting how good his foamy was and how this feels and that. And it turns really well and the rails are blah, blah, blah. It just went on. This was like 20 to 30 minutes while we were getting changed and packing up. I can't tell you much about what he said other than that he was blowing so much hot air out for so long and all it said was he had no idea how his board actually works and what he was doing and just said so much about his surfing and his ego. So when he got a board that is designed to turn and do all the BS he was going on about, he couldn't do it. So he blamed the board. Oh, it's the board's fault. The board sucks. It doesn't move well. This guy had no idea how to read the ocean. He had no idea how to play in the ocean. He had no knowledge of how things worked, how to calm his mind and how to move or move efficiently. Those are the things he needed to work on before we change our equipment. If we nailed his ocean mind and body for those conditions, he then would have had a great time when he changed his equipment with a slight adjustment to his ocean and mind and body, now being on a new equipment because that will change how you respond. So instead of focusing on doing all these different things and doing what he should have been doing, he just blew hot air, blamed everything by himself and showed how inflated his ego is. I guarantee that when he got home by himself without his friend, he was not happy with that surf or himself. If he just owned his own shit and got on with it, he'd improve. Find the issues, figure out how to work on them, lower the expectations, and eventually he would find the fun he wants. When we lower this bridge down, we allow things to enter. Your ego is a barrier that's holding you back. The more no's we give and disagree on things, the more we are us, closing ourselves off to change. So hopefully through this story, we've either got someone that we know, or maybe that's been us. It doesn't matter. It's not about shaming anyone. It's using an example that's very blatantly obvious. It's an ego. Now, if he's dealt with his ego, his surfing's going to improve because he can take on the feedback of what's actually wrong. But if he hasn't, his surfing's probably exactly where it was two years ago when I last saw him. So ask yourself if you have an ego. As I said, all of us do. It's just where it shows and how loud it is. Drop the excuses, accept what you can do and what you can't do, and use that to push yourself forward to where you want to be. Take on the feedback and video analysis. The camera never lies and forget what anyone else thinks who cares it's only about you it's all about you having fun just don't be super hard on yourself for having an ego or for where your surfing's at play with it have fun and that's the whole spirit of this thing how can we improve and enjoy the journey Hopefully this week's episode has given you some stuff to just kind of ask that conversation of where your ego's at. 
It's a very personal thing. It's hard to, I wanted to do this in a podcast and it's very hard to do it through a podcast because it's very personal that when someone's in front of me, I can respond instantly to where I'm finding the ego and I can try and kill it. But it's the same thing. Like sometimes people just don't want to take on advice and you've got to give them time. And if this is you or you've identified an ego, like I said, just take the time, relax, chill, just slowly work on it. We've all just got to accept where we are and, and kick through. And if you've been joining these podcasts, it would mean a lot if you either share with a friend or if you just leave a review wherever you're getting them from. If you have any requests for a future episode, just link in the description for show notes for this episode. You'll find how to submit a question. You'll also find the Ombi method, which we will be updating coming sometime soon. We'll be getting a revamped 2.0 version but if you get onto it now, you'll still have the current version and you'll also get instantly upgraded to the free new 2.0 version. So that will be coming out. No hard date at this time. That will be coming out hopefully this month in May. When we get more dates, I will announce when you can jump in and get that. Um, it's really exciting. It's kind of the culmination of what Clay and I and the team have been working on for the last three months how we can get people to better understand where they're at, what they need to do, and how they can use Ombi to improve their surfing. And when I say Ombi, I mean ocean, mind, body equipment. I'm not talking about Ombi as in us, I'm talking about using Ombi in the framework to help improve your surfing. But until then, until that comes out, I will announce that through the usual channels and through this podcast. But otherwise, I'll see you next time.